Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Hello, everyone. It's Monday again. Can you believe it's June 1st? Um, It seems like a year has gone by and we're only halfway through. But anyway, thank you for listening today and coming back to Book Lights. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Joaquin Joyner, who is not only an author, but he's also an amazing musician. And so I'm always excited because... um, I'm also a musician, and my son's an opera singer, so I love having musicians on, and he has written some fabulous books that we're going to talk about. If you have never read Jaquim, let me read his bio for you so you can get to know him. He, uh, Jaquim Joyner has loved science fiction ever since he was a child, fascinated by all the stories and imaginations of futuristic worlds, but it wasn't until later in life, after experiencing future huge success in the recording business that he decided to put pen to paper. And the result is his debut novel, uh, Zaria. Sorry, I really can't read today. Gathering from his experiences traveling the world as a recording artist, he developed a knack for good science fiction stories after reading several books a month. Having used and operated many devices from the future, he incorporated exciting equipment and imaginary scientific ideas into dramatic thrillers that are sure to keep readers on edge. He was born in Norfolk, Virginia, and spent much of his young life in Syracuse, New York, before moving to L.A., California, where he currently resides. In addition to writing fun stories, Joaquin Joyner has experienced huge success as a recording artist with multiple songs peaking at number one on the Billboard charts and five international records released. You can learn more on his website, and I did put a link to the website right there on the blog talk site. So if you're listening live, go ahead and click that. You can find out about his books and his music. And without any further ado, Keen, you there? Yes, yes, I am. Hi, Lisa. Hi, so great to have you on today. And we were talking before the show, but you're in Los Angeles where there's a lot of activity right now. Yeah, yeah, we're in LA and you know, um it's crazy. They started a really early curfew uh yesterday and it kinda came at the last minute when I was planning on going out and doing things and next thing you know I get a bulletin <laughs> it's like, you know, everyone needs to be in at six o'clock and I was like, Oh man, you know, so uh tons of stuff going on. Um but uh, you know, I guess uh, and, and, and the crazy thing, you know, since the coronavirus started, um uh the majority of my summer tour was postponed it or canceled so i've been home here you know for the past month and i'm usually on a flight every week so um so this has been you know kind of an experience to to really you know i guess uh uh get into my own mind my own self i've been able to do more writing you know finish up some music as well mm-hmm. as continue doing some writing so that's that's been kind of refreshing you know and not always on a go and always rushing kind of you know ease my mind a little bit because i'm always on a go <laughs> you know so now i'm not like, mm-hmm. okay no one can go anywhere. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Now you're a homebody. What's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, my neighbors is like, hey, are you still here? <laughs> you know, so, well, you know, so it's, well, uh, it's, 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 when it's you're different. sorry, when you're um, busy writing, are you writing books or music or both? Both, you know, I do a little bit of both. Uh, um, 
you know, every day, you know. Um, the interesting, interesting thing about Zaria is, um, you know, it's a full-length book, and, um, and I had to develop a very important discipline to finish that book, and I told myself I was going to write mm-hmm. no matter what every day for five minutes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, but, no, you know, believe it or not, that's how the book, book got finished, just literally. You know, it, it wasn't five minutes, you know. I'll be writing. I'm like, oh, wow, I've been writing for 45 minutes, you know. I tell myself five minutes, though, right. not a huge commitment, <laughs> you know, but, That's um, so you, cool. know, you know, I, you know, but if you're getting into the story, you're like, oh, wow, this is, this is happening so cool. And also, um, you know, sometimes I'm touring overseas and, you know, you got these long international flights and, or you're stuck at the gate for so many hours and, you know, or it's before sound check, you know, and then during those times, you know, I, I, I tend to uh, write, you know, so, um, and that's, you know, that's, that's how I, uh, developed really a, um, a passion, I think, for writing and, and really going into the story because writing music is kind of the same thing, I you know, because I feel like I'm going through the same process with writing a song as writing a book or a short story, you know? Right, right. Each chapter is a new song, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, you know, you're you're putting it together, you know, putting the whole picture together at the end and trying to make sure you haven't missed things, make sure it makes sense and all of this stuff. Same thing with the song, you know, it's like, you know, I hope when people hear this song, it makes sense to them. <laughs> right, right. It says something. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. So what can you tell us without, without spoilers? What can you tell us about Zarya? Does it take place in, on a different planet? Is it earth in the future? What's it about? Well, Zarya is, uh, of course, it's a female heroine book, um, and she's a teenager. But on that planet, maybe the age difference is a little bit because she's not, they're not on the planet Earth. It's full of technology um, and futuristic things. She's using futuristic devices and communication devices and developing things. Um, if you can imagine, say, um, people on space bikes or, or really, really fast um, vehicles that are traveling through the desert and she's being chased or she's chasing and her and her friends are together and she's got a communication module and all of these things and trying to find her parents. So it's, it's, it's tons of, uh, of, of excitement. And then the, the people are, are there that live there, um, all the kind of difference. I mean, some people have long tails, others have big ears. Some people have a skin like a, like a, like a reptile and, and people can do weird things with their eyes, and you know, so it's uh, it's a it's a futuristic planet with interesting characters and, and people uh, that that live there. <laughs> I don't think I gave away any spoilers. Oh. I hope. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds it sounds fantastic. So she's on on the run looking for her parents. They're missing. Well, she's on a run for her life, sort of. <laughs> While she's looking for her parents, because obviously, oh, okay. um, um, she. Yeah, yeah. So she, you know, she, she's because she's so good with the computers and and hacking and different things like that. She gets herself into trouble in the big city because she's actually from a small town and she's never really been to the big city, which is where her parents are from. So she wanted answers. So she goes there and then you know she gets into she gets into trouble and next thing you know the the big government and uh, the leadership people are looking for her and uh, <laughs> and her to her accomplices, which would be her best friend and. Uh, 
not gonna not gonna say he's her boyfriend, but whatever. Um, and and they need to get out of there, you know, <laughs> really really quickly. So they're chased on on bikes and things like that with with people with and you know, so it's <laughs> you know, because she she took something and she's got some information and 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 stuff, some secrets about about uh, the planet, uh, uh, which is uh, sightness and, and things like that. And she wants to let the people know, and you know, so it's you know that kind of a thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Will there be more books? Is it going to be a series or is it just a standalone? I have it set for three books. So the first book oh, nice. uh, uh, doesn't doesn't complete the entire story. All the I left a pretty strong cliffhanger. So um, the uh, people who read it, who enjoy it, will, will certainly want to. I've, I've been getting emails. Oh, when's the second book done? When's the second book going to get done? That so, second book? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm writing it. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm fighting my way through it now. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. But, uh, we'll because because the sorry, middle of the book's the hardest part, right? <laughs> it is, it is, it is, and and you know, because I I kind of drafted the story as a three book story, so the whole second part will be about uh, the main bad guy. You know, the first part is mainly about her. The second part would be. Um, about the the main bad guy and um, um, from the first part and, and different things like that and you know maybe he lives maybe he doesn't we'll 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 see about that and then the third part is the final thing you know so uh, that's how I kind of blueprint it so when I was writing the first book I was mainly focusing on her story and who she is and where she comes from and and you know her passion for finding her parents and and also her passion for saving the, you know saving the planet from her the government is about to do uh, to the planet. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that sounds fantastic. And trilogies for, yeah. it seems like, you know, thinking of Star Wars, it's all in trilogies, but trilogies seem to be really good for sci-fi. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and this, this this book I felt would be perfect for that, you know, I mean, because as I was going through, I was like, you know, you know, we can cover all of this stuff here, but why don't we go ahead and make this next part be different or, or the same, but just concluded uh, towards the end and have this, this whole entire middle section where, you know, she's, she's, she's involved with this whole other thing that she doesn't really complete the job in the first part and there's more, you know, so she has more to do. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now I usually write, I write paranormal books. I love, you know, monsters and mythology and stuff like that. But you sound oh. like you really like the tech in sci-fi, right? Is the tech what gets you excited? Dreaming what? Could I love be? the, I love the tech um, because, um, um, for instance, like on in Zarya, um, um, I, I wrote her character to be like a computer kind of hacker kind of a thing like that. So she develops a, a an, a, an AI that uh, assists her, letting her know, you know whether she's being chased and different things like that and where she go and it helps her with the terrain and different things like that. So she, and then she continues to develop the AI in part two or the second part of the book, the AI becomes even more. She continues to develop the AI to where it's, it can now hack the AI itself can communicate into computer systems and things like that within a city. And so the AI becomes even more uh, in that second book. And in a book, the AI is like, like super, <laughs> you know, and it's no. so 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But it starts off on just they, they just heard developing on airboard because from the city they throw away all of these um all of these old devices that they're not using in a junkyard nearby her own village and so she went there and found you know put put things together and, and modules together and, and computer things together just to create you know her hoverboard thing you know so um and and then she continues developing it. And where do you come up with the ideas? Where do you dream up the ideas for tech, for a sci-fi? Do you look at something and go, wow, this would be so cool if it flew, or what do you do? You, you know, I, I love movies, too, you know, and I like science fiction uh, uh, movies. Um, I was a big fan of Star Wars, but when Episode 1 and Episode 2 and Episode 3 came out, though I, I really loved how um, how the, the new spaceships were versus, say, the old Star Wars, you know, from the 80s and things mm-hmm. like that. And, and then, of course, like um, movies like Avatar, um, the technology that they had there with some of the weapons and, and things like that I thought was super cool and even um, when there are major or massive facilities that are very technical, but they're like kind of built into the rock, so you can't really see them. But when you get inside them, it's like you're underground or inside of a mountain and things like that. So um, I'm always when I when I'm watching movies, I'm loving. I got also love like Transformers and stuff like that. So you know, I've mm-hmm. got this young mind, <laughs> you know, this young kid mind, but. Uh, you know, it's crazy because uh, I'm also a critic too. You know, of movies and uh, you know, I watch. You know, I'm watching the movies. I'm like, oh. I mean, this looks great, but it's like there's no story. It's, it's, the CGI is right. amazing, and but you know, it's like you know, they should have done more. They should have done this. And I, I said to myself, you know, instead of being so critical, maybe I just create my own story. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, and <so>. and. <laughs> And I always ask sci-fi authors, are you are you Star Wars or Star Trek? It sounds like you might be Team Star Wars. I am. A, well, I'm Star Wars, but also um, Star Wars is like more so about um, you know being in space and and spaceships and different things like that. But I also like uh, computer systems and hacking and and people um, that in drones, like the story, this book, Zarya, there's also lots of drones and things like that. You know, that's how they monitor the city. So it's, it's like uh, in this way in the future, you know, so um, anything that kind of expands the human, <laughs> uh, the human's ideas of what we, the things that we can do, you know, one of my favorite right. science fiction movies is uh, the fifth element. I, re- I remember when it first came out, it was like, like, I, I mm-hmm. really loved it. You know, I remember she put a, a little device, a little small little thing in some microwave, and then all of a sudden, like one second later, it was like a turkey, and <laughs> it was like completely right. close to somewhere. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, I'm still waiting for that text. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But um, And then, of course, you have, like, um, I also made it, like, when I wrote this book, it, um, Fifth Element was, was um, on my mind when I was thinking, because some of the, um, even though some of the vehicles can fly, um, I made them so that some of them are dusty, they're not, like, clean, they're, you know, like, need to be worked on, and, and the systems are not working. So it's not, like, this super clean kind of, like, uh, devices and things like that. I mean, there are some um, um, uh, space bikes and things like that, but there are also older model things that, you know, you, you, you just got a bunch of dust on it and you could barely get off the ground kind of a thing, you know, like I, I could think of Bruce Willis in the taxi cab when he was flying it. Right. And, you know, it's like, oh, you, you know, we've just taken off 10 points off your license or whatever. So, um, you know, so like in, in, in Zaria, it's, I, I, I like the idea of 
the uh, uh, vehicle communicating, you know, with the uh, passenger or the driver, you know, and I and I, I kind of incorporated that uh, in his story, which was which is cool, you know, and even though like she's going to school too, so you know, there's a section, and this doesn't really spoil it, but there's like a bus that's picking up kids and then it kind of, it kind of goes off, picks up off the ground and then flies away. But, um, you know, it's really dusty and you can see all of the black smoke coming out the back and it's, you know, even though it's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know, it's like an old bus, you know. So, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's the old futuristic you know, so. bus. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, and that's kind of how the world was thought of, you know, for the book, you know, so. Oh, I love it. And whenever people talk about, um, I have a lot of sci-fi authors on, and when they start talking about AI, I immediately start thinking, oh, God, don't be like Terminator. But do you see, you know, do you you think about, is AI going to get smarter than humanity or... (laughs) <laughs> well, you know, I think maybe in the third book, the AI will be, I'm not going to say it's going to be 100% out of Zarya control, but I will say it might be her biggest challenge will be to probably control the AI on the third book as the AI tend, starts to go into doing other things. And she's she's focusing on programming it and um, doing more programming and, and things like that to keep it, you know what I'm saying, under control. So it's right. like her programming right. versus the AI running, cra- you know, running crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, don't, so. don't turn into Skynet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's got its own mind, its own plan, its own, uh, you know, its own plan right. for humanity. Now it's like we just dealt with this other thing that they were doing now, we got to deal with the AI who's decided what's best for the planet. <laughs> right, exactly. And we all know humanity doesn't make any sense. So I'm sure any kind of AI would be going, what? Obviously, the easiest thing is to get rid of these people. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, you, know, you guys don't understand how great this planet would be without you. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Or use us for batteries or something. I don't know, like the Matrix <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just be batteries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Battering up, you know, powering up the machines. <laughs> exactly. Well, I also saw you have another new book coming out, but it doesn't look like it's not connected to Zaria, right? Oh, the no. Minor you, assassin book? No. No, it's not. It's not. And I put in that's uh, that's uh, that's one of the ideas for the covers, but this is going to come out uh, probably. It probably won't come out until the, till the uh fall um so i just kind of threw the cover up there because you know i was excited and i'm i'm done and i'm i'm, I'm at the kind of the editing stage now um where i'm oh exciting get, 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 you know get my line editor to go through and everything like that but this story is not in the world of zaria the story minor assassin okay. uh, is a is a is he's a young boy where his you know he he there's a home invasion by this uh, chinese gang or japanese gang um, that uh, kills his parents and takes his sister when he's uh, like about eight years old, um, and um, his parents are um, actually have been saving, have been have have actually been rescuing um, human trafficked uh, kids or or teenagers, um, but obviously his parents rescued uh, uh, some some people from the wrong people, and <laughs> they, you know, and so <laughs> and what happens is is uh, you know the gang comes to the house and they basically you know. Um, you know, they, they execute his parents, and he's hiding inside of a pantry when all of this is happening, and and they don't find him, 
the minor assassin boy is his eight, and then the people that his parents were working for find him there because he stays in there for like three days. He just refuses to leave, even though his parents are laying dead on the ground, on the floor in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then they take him to Japan, and he figures out the story, what's going on, who his parents were working for, what happened, you know, the whole deal. And then he becomes an assassin. So he comes back when he's about 14 or 15. Uh, to to Vegas where they're from and he's literally he's looking for his sister but he's also killing off bad guys <laughs> you know so oh, okay you know, yeah so so in Japan he learned how to fight really really good but then he also learned how to kill he hack and so he's coming back and he's 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 like total like a like um I would say like a not not a Mission Impossible kind of a thing, but he's got things where he can uh, get into casinos and 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 find people. He's got devices and stuff like that. So he's a young kid. He's still like very. He's got devices and things like that. Except for he's using it to uh, take the law into to his hands. And then all of a sudden you have like um, uh, detectives are, are are also looking for bad guys, but then they're finding the dead bad guys and they're wondering who's killing the bad guys. So he kind of leaves a trail, right? <laughs> you know. So, so he's sort of he's now, sort of like young Batman. Yeah, like a like a young Batman. You know, he's hell bent on basically well finding his sister um, before she gets sold to the final wherever, and then also killing uh, the uh, finding the person who murdered his parents and killing all the other bad guys that are getting his way, sort of thing. <laughs> and uh, nice. and uh, obviously he leaves he leaves clues for the detectives. Um, um, so now the detectives are not only chasing the bad guys; they they're chasing this invisible person, whoever he is, and, and because and he's you know helping them along the way, but you know, but they don't want him doing that. So now they start chasing. Now the detectives start chasing him, um, and you know, so <laughs> that's the that's that kind of. I thing. like it's, it. It's real world. Yeah. Um, but you know, it has a you know, it's it's uh, it's got a lot of violence in it and, and and a lot of martial arts. So it's it's for the adult crowd, I'd say. Well, I was going to ask about that. Are you into martial arts? Is that is that what attracted you to that kind of stuff? I was I was I was always into martial arts. I mean, I I, I studied Gojiru before I uh, while I was in high school, but I never really took it or did anything with it or really going going uh, far with it or anything like that. But of course, I always loved martial arts movies. I remember watching Steven Seagal's movies. I always loved it. You know, when he's breaking someone's arm brutally, it's just I don't know. I got a high every time he broke something. <laughs> <laughs> my endorphins would shoot out the roof every time he'd snap a wrist <laughs> <laughs> well when my kids were little they did karate and they both quit but I kept going because I thought it was so fun and I remember telling people the first time I sparred we, we of course had gloves on and things but but first time I sparred I was like I didn't know I'd like punching people so much <laughs> So anyway, I didn't quite get to my black belt, but I kept going for quite a while so I could punch people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, I love those, like, movies, that martial arts movies and things like that were always great. I mean, you know, um, it just especially when it's like um, – I, I always love the good guy, though. The good guy that's hurting the bad guy. I always like seeing the good guy hurting the bad guy in, in a martial arts kind of right. way, like Jet Li. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, right. Jackie Chan. Right. You know, Jackie you know. Chan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but this guy in this story, you know, he's a young kid who knows how to do these things. So a lot of the bad guys don't take him seriously when they see him, you know. It's, 
you know, they're like, you know, okay, just get out of here, kid, you know, kind of a, that's how they treat them sort of thing, you know, until they right. find themselves on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> until he breaks their arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he does more vicious things than that, you know, but more, I would say more so like find them on the ground with a dagger in their eye kind of a thing. That's, that's kind of how the story is, you know. So when the detectives find the guy, the the, the dead guy, so like you know they're looking and like, wow, who did this, you know? And and then they, you know, it's, it's so it's a you know that story is a <laughs> it's, like I say, it's on a different it's on a different thing. <laughs> right, right. Well, when you are uh, when you're thinking up your next books and that kind of thing, does music ever play into them? Like, do any of your characters play music? Do you have ideas that incorporate your music side? Yeah, there is a story that I'm that I'm working on, and she's a um, she's a, uh, a news reporter kind of a thing, and it's again it's futuristic or whatever, and it's uh, dealing with clones and stuff like that. So, but she plays the piano really well and things like that. So, but her piano is more it's more like like a hobby thing. Her main uh, thing is to find, you know, find out uh, the the government is cloning people, and that the, that uh, that uh, she wants that information to get out. You know, so there's that whole story. <laughs> nice, yeah. You always have this futuristic bent. It sounds like. Yeah, I like it. Like even with the story, I have it so that uh, she has the glasses that she wears, and her glasses uh, are communication, and they can, you know, can see people, it can see behind you, and it's just a pair of glasses that you wear, but it's, you know, it can do like a million things. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I'm ready for my glasses yeah. to do that. <laughs> I know, right? It's like you put them on, you can, you can see better, you can, you know, giving you information, you can go Google something real quickly. Yeah, you can check Google. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> check order your order my your, groceries. Your <laughs> yeah, create right. a grocery list, a reminder, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, do you have any authors that that you read that really inspire you? Like who who were the authors you were reading when you went, "Hey, I'm going to write my own book." You know, I've, I, James Patterson, I like that. Nevermore is a really fun book. I'm reading a book by David uh, uh, Baldacki. Um, and then uh, also Mary Lou, The Young Elites, which is which is like dealing with young kids that are doing like, uh, that have all these special powers and uh, uh, things like that. So, and then, you know, and, and I would say not all of my books are like science fiction too, because I also like mystery and suspense, which is you know why um, I'm I'm a big fan of you know like David David Baldacci. Um, so and if you read his books, he's like okay you know he has nothing to do with the kind of stuff that I'm writing. But right. um, but uh, you know but I like stories you know I like Mary Mary Lou because you know some of her stories also have like teenage or maybe older teenage kind of like uh, kids that are doing amazing things you know so um, so that's always fun. Um, and then, of course, you know, I have other 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 authors that I'm a fan of that are not necessarily that are actually like nonfiction um, authors, like uh, Robert Kiyosaki and Brian Tracy and things like that too. Nice, nice. You're very very well rounded in your reading. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, because I'm and I'm also reading about music and stuff like that too. You know. <laughs> Right, right, because we got to stay you know, up on the so. news. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. 
So do yeah. you always, it, it sounds like you, you're really drawn to that age when, when you're a teenager and trying to figure out who you are. Do those stories, um, is that really what speaks to you? Do you see yourself writing other characters eventually? I think so. I mean, uh, the story that I'm writing about the clones, she's she's older, so um, um, that'll probably be the first story um, that I will write um, that's, uh, you know, this older than the age group that I'm writing for. But I am okay. doing some writing in Mine Assassin where it's uh, other kids are involved in the assassin kind of like a, a lineage kind of a thing, and they're from different countries, but they're the same kind of age as the boy. Um, um, the main character, but those would be small short stories. So uh, it seems like something that's pulling me to that age. I'm not sure what. <laughs> well, and I talk to when I talk to YA authors, they they usually are talking about that. There's something about that age where you try to figure out: Am I going to be like my parents? Am I going to be the opposite of my par- parents? You know, who am I going to mm-hmm. be? And also the pressures of that age because everyone's telling you mm-hmm. you need to decide what you're going to be. You know, so there are a lot yeah, of changes exactly. when you're a teenager. Mhm, mhm. Uh, and it's a lot of interesting. I mean, your mind seems to be really fresh and open for so many possibilities. You know, it doesn't become as restricted when you get like you get older. You get restricted. You know, have bad experiences, and you know, I'll never do this, or I'll never do that, or I never talk to you again, or whatever it may be. Right. <laughs> but when yeah, you're young, and everything's like, big. Let's try that. Let's try this. <laughs> <laughs> everything's big. Yeah, it's like everything is so big, and it's like you're just this young thing that's the person that's out there that's ready to go and explore. <laughs> Yes, I agree. Well, I can't believe that we are running out of time. This has been so fun chatting with you. Um, If readers pick up um, Zaria and they're all excited, how can they get in touch with you? Do you, do you talk to readers on Facebook, on Twitter? Where are you? Yeah, Well, you, you you know, you, you can um, follow me on Instagram at author.jackim, which is um, author. my first name, J-A-C-K-I-E-M. Um, you can also email me, uh, Jackim Joyner at Gmail. I'm always talking with, with readers, so, you know, it's, and you can find me on Facebook uh, at Jackim Joyner or Twitter at Jackim Joyner. Um, but I keep most, I try to concentrate my authors uh, in writing because I, you know, my, my music, everyone knows me for music. So I try to concentrate right. everyone that, that like my writing to author.jackim, uh on Instagram. So. <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, everyone go follow and check out Zaria. It sounds like a fantastic book. I'm going to go get it. <laughs> and thanks so thank much you. for coming thank on so today. Thank Talk you. to later. Pleasure, thanks so for joining fun. us Talk on Booklands. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.